everybody, and welcome to John Hennigan's Old Time Radio Show. So glad you could join us. It's going to be really terrific. we got some really wacky, zany old records for you tonight. Boy, oh boy. It's, it's going to be a swell time. <laughs> Okay, so uh, it's August uh, 9th, 2016. This is uh, John's John Hennigan's Old Time Radio Show. We're here with our buddy, R. Crumb. Oh, here comes uh, my lovely what, wife, what Eden. just walked in. Those cats yeah. are crazy out there. The cats are crazy? Your one trap cat chat. I said chat. That's the right word. <laughs> yeah. Your one cat was trying to get in, but then Maggie's cat, that big fat gray one. Sit down talking to the mic if you're going to interrupt the show talking about cats. <laughs> so, Eden, you were saying. <sighs> well, here's these two cats, and they're having a fight outside your house. The one cat wanted to get in. Is it Rashid and some other it's cat? It's uh, one that looks better, but yeah, then that's Rashid. Rashid. And it's uh, that gray cat that Maggie has, oh, a big one. Yeah. But they don't get along. No, of course not. And that cat was, uh, <clears throat> the gray one was trying to get in the house instead of your cat. Oh, really? Trying to get in our house? And they were, like, fighting, and wow. I'm just like, all right, goodbye, shut the door. So Rashid was defending his territory? Yeah. Oh. 
He went over to say hi, like he was okay, and then the cat just you know, was hissing at him. Now, Rashid's a hostile cat. He didn't yeah. get along with any other cats. Barely gets along with his brother that you know he's lived with for 18 years. So I didn't. I left them both out there to duke it out. Yeah, and that good. medieval tour, that weird tour is like going around Tove. They're acting out. There's like wenches like sitting outside of our place. Oh, is there people in <laughs> medieval looks, costumes? Yeah, but they're like on their cell phones waiting for it's like their turn to like act or whatever. <laughs> it's really weird. Wenches on cell phones. Yeah. That'd be a good one. <laughs> so what's going on here? All right. So what we're doing today is we're playing... Uh, Yawnsville, daddy Oh, no, <laughs> That old chestnut again. I like it. So we're playing uh, Portuguese music. Um, That's a surprise. All right, Robert, so tell us, what, what is Portuguese music? Why are we listening to it? Say something. What's Portuguese music and why are we listening to it? Well, since we just came back from Portugal, we're kind of like, you know, That's right. all jazzed up about Portugal. Yeah, we just went to, uh, well, we're not going to tell them because we found a lot of records there. <laughs> we went to Portugal, had a great time. Yeah, we found some records. and uh, They found a lot of records. <laughs> Yeah. But was it worth it? Was it worth the? Yes, it was. It was worth it because they had to. Eden's been debating whether you thought it was worth it or not. Yeah, because oh. she can't read you because you're so emotionally challenging to understand. Okay, <laughs> like good. I know John's happy. Good. I'm like, I'm like how does it thing. go? John, and I'm like, how did it go? And John's like, oh, we got so many. It's so great. And like these weren't that good, but these other ones. And then like Robert, how's it going? And you're like, well. That is how he says it. You just if you have to be a collector to really understand, it's all relative. And if if you've spent years of your life going through thousands of seventy eights and you find one good one here and one, good, I mean, when I was young before the internet and all that stuff, me and my friend Marty Pauls used to drive around or not drive. We took the buses around Cleveland to the Salvation Armies and the Goodwills and these other Buses, stores. Buses, horse and buggy. If, if we came back with like two good dance band records, we were happy. You know, spend the whole day Saturday doing that. Well, we I working. thought you were going to tell me how you came back with Paramount no, and Jeanette's. I and never saw Paramount, never saw Jeanette in those junk stores. Never. Huh. Nope. So you this know. was a good haul. You come back with a, you know, a banner record of uh, Sam Lannon or something, you were happy. But now, did you guys do like yard sales, like flea markets, stuff like there that? Wasn't I mean, there had to be there was no flea markets back then, no yard sales. Well, you were in Cleveland, so it was early like a 60s. City. There was no flea markets yet. What about exist. yard sales? No, there was no there was yards yard invented yet. Well, there weren't any yards. <laughs> I was talking a long time ago. Well, you know, there was a di- we, dinosaur smashed up most of the 78s. And no, they didn't. They didn't do that then. They didn't hmm. have that. You know, they have sometimes like church sales, estate sales, things like that, but. All right, so what year was it when you finally got like a say like a really top blues or jazz or country record? You know, like you know one of the greats. Top blues, not till the seventies when I got involved with Nick Pearls and was able to trade artwork for old records. That was really, the only, that was the only time I stu- well, I you know I found some beat up copies in Delaware. And I when I first started when I I went to the black section of town there, I did get some actually some good blues records, but they were beat. I got, you know, those two poor boys and Joe Evans and Salty Dog Sam. and That's pretty good. And uh, got that Will Weldon Victor, but they're all beat up. But, yeah, actually I did, yeah. If you couldn't trade art for records, but then what would you have done? When I went to Cleveland, it was, it was really slim pickings, even in the early 60s. Hmm. But we weren't very resourceful either. You know? Right. Well, I mean, because I know other people, you know, who got fabulous records during that time. So did you guys just not know what you were doing? Or? We didn't have much money, for one thing. Right. And right. we just went to, the Salva- went to the primary sources, Salvation Army, Goodwill, looking for, you know, 10-cent records, you know. Hmm. Or Marty Paul's uh, giving me shit because I thought I overpaid because I paid a quarter a piece for some records, you know. Yeah, kind of like you almost had a breakdown in Portugal. <laughs> when we were told we were paying seven fifty. <laughs> you were demanding to talk to the owner, and yeah, yeah. and when we left the store, he said, "Jesus, I was trying to send you signals that quit nickel and diming the guy." Just uh, uh, John to, did. Yeah, John. I started to write it on my iPhone, you know. <laughs> Well, the other guy was like, don't give him more than 10%. This is ridiculous. And then... Uh, right. Well, you look you know. pointing at Robert and when they were looking at him, they slit your throat. Well, Robert thought it looks. was like 1965, you know, like I, I demand to speak to the what? owner. Or even 1985. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
When but, I moved to France, I never paid more than five euros. Okay, that was a hundred years ago. But this is 2016. That's right. You and I do pay. hope I live to see 2026. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it won't be long now. That's right. Okay, so let's get back to this Portuguese music. So yeah. So try we, to explain to people what we're listening to there, like pro- proletarian Portuguese people, and maybe say what Fado is and all that stuff. I don't know much about it actually. I don't. I can't claim to be an expert. I know what I like. That's Fado, it. yes. I don't know what its origins are or anything. It was yeah. a very popular style of music in Portugal, and it, it still goes on. I think you know. There's still, we found those three old guys playing it. Yeah, I don't know if that even is Fado, what they were doing. They are just playing old Portuguese instrumental music, I guess. I don't know. I guess you call it Fado. I don't yeah. Know. I, don't know. I think yeah. so. Yeah, that was amazing. Those three guys were great. Yeah, two guitar players, and they had the other instrument. What do they, what do they call it on the records? Uh, called V. Not viola? viola? Yeah, they call it Viola, but yeah. it's like a 12-string, like, oversized mandolin. Yeah, or I mean, when you hear it on these records, you, you, it's beautiful, beautiful yeah. sounding instrument. Yeah, yeah. But they all say viola, but that can't be what it was called. I mean, that's like the American translation of what the instrument is. That's what it says on the labels. Yeah, all of them say that, right? Yeah, guitar and viola, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's what, but anyway... It's, right. It seems to still go on We're there. We're about to get some hate mail about what we don't know about fodder music, but Uh-oh. just keep in mind we have great records. And you guys don't, don't really get any hate mail. Have you ever gotten a hate mail, like an actual hate mail email? Do you even remember like the shows we did a few weeks ago? We went over all But that, that. was Facebook. But you didn't get hate mail. They weren't addressing no, they, you. they were sending it to my blog. To your blog, what they say? I'm not going to go back down that road. We, we, if just, you can't remember... You're just giving you know, us shit for playing music that we didn't know anything and weren't able to talk about it. He was like pissed off because we would, didn't know more about it. It's like yeah. we didn't have a right to play it because we didn't know more enough about it. Yeah, because he used Google and we didn't bother. <laughs> Google. Actually, we should look up photo on Google. Come on, then we could tell the people something about it. But okay. anyway... We should. Yeah, well. Let's just play some records. Yeah. So what do we got next? Anyway, I'll, I'll have to tell what that first one was. Oh, yeah. That was a, a guy named Jose Lemos, Lemos and Candida Leal, that must be the woman, with the Conjunto Portugal, Portugalia. You see that? It's on the HMV label. Nice singing. Yeah. And, yeah, the Portuguese, they're major string band musicians and huge influence on you know world music people yeah. don't realize this the like influence they had all around the world in their travels what was the story like uh, not many portuguese or brazilian people Im- Im- uh, immigrated to america right to the united states yeah apparently not i guess there i mean there was a the portuguese colony in california that's why there's like Portuguese records there. There's even like post-war labels that did nothing but Portuguese music in California. I don't know how much of that is good. I don't have any of it. Must be kind of must have been printed in small numbers. But I mean, they had a big influence in the Polynesian Islands, in the Philippines. All those fine Philippine string band players are influenced by the Portuguese thing. Then in India, then of course in Brazil, and. Uh, even in Africa. Don't we have a Portuguese mandolin thing that's yeah. African? Yeah, we should play that on this show. Yeah, actually. Yeah, you should. That's why I came over. Well, I just looked up Fado on Wikipedia, and it, oh, okay. and it doesn't say too much. And well, you know, you keep could, in mind that Wikipedia is completely unreliable. You so, could make it, then. You could edit it. In. You know. So what does it say about Fado? I mean, this doesn't even sound w- well, you know. All right, so it says... Uh, Fado is a music genre which can be traced to 1820s in Portugal, but probably with much earlier origins. So right away, they're basically saying, we don't know anything. Citation needed. Okay. The only reliable information on the history of Fado was orally transmitted and goes back to the 1820s and 30s at best. Okay, but they don't say anything about it, so they don't know anything. So this is, you know, we should write them hate mail. We should write Wikipedia hate mail. No, you could, Wikipedia is for us. You just edit it yourself, put it in what you know with a picture of like a good Fado. Yeah, so what I should. And then everyone will buy it, and then you can't. This radio show. You could. You could link this radio show on the explanation for Fado. That's what Wikipedia is. That's why people call it Wikitardia. (laughs) because <laughs> anyone could edit it you could go on our page and just write the word duty 80 times and that'll be our page 
East River String Band. Doody, doody, doody. All right, you know that's going to happen now. So. <laughs> okay. Somebody do it. All right. We're trying to focus. We're trying to be professional. Huh? I'm not. <laughs> right. Okay, so let's. I want to play this record by Abru's Portuguese Instrumental Trio. Oh, this is great. Let me take this a picture is, of that. This is American Portuguese, though. Didn't find that in Portugal. And they, they call this tune Abru's Portuguese Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, well, we were saying it sounds more like uh, some of those Tex-Mex bands, yeah. you know, fiddling style anyways. Fantastic. Nice. Fantastic. Très formidable. Formidable. I like your records. I think I'm going to take them. Wrap them up. I'm in the packing mood after today. Pack them all up. Pack everything. Yeah. 18 in a box. Let's go. <laughs> what do you got there? Okay, this is one of the first Portuguese records I ever heard. I found it somewhere when I was quite young still. Ursilia Costa. Fado Sim Pernas. <laughs> Fias meus lamentos Quando tu choras 
You like that music? Yeah, it was nice. It's pretty, right? Why don't you play that record that we we scored of that uh, female singer, so beautiful? You mean me? Of course, I mean you, baby. There's no other female as beautiful as you. You know that, baby. That's not true. That wench you know down you look good, acting baby. out the rape downstairs is pretty hot. <laughs> Explain to try to explain to the people about this weird medieval. Like Robert probably knows what it is. It's like this medieval tour they do of like what life was like in this village or something like hundreds of years ago. And there's all these wenches, and then they're these guys are sword fighting over them, and they're just like have dirt all over them. Yeah, and people pay, and they go around and explain the way things were in medieval times and some real. But I just follow after them and take videos. I can't really understand it. They were right outside of our windows. Like the windows <coughs> were on their cell phones using our Wi-Fi. Well, one time, a couple of years ago, like I opened up the door and they were sitting on our stoop, but yeah, dressed in like that old clothes. And they always have like, you know, dark coal around their eyes. And they, they kind of look like demons. And they're just like staring at me. <laughs> and then finally I was like, you know, bonsoir. They're like, oh, bonsoir. But for a second I was like, this is it. The devil has come to get me. Drag you to hell. All right, so what do you got over there? Okay, this is Margarita Cantadera. Of Paredes, Paredes, I don't know, mm. accompanied by the Grupo Regional du Penafiel, Penafiel. And this was a record you already had, but we scored in Portugal, and I yeah. got a copy for myself. That's right. It's, I already sweet. had it. This is a sweet record. We were going to fight over it. Were you? Well, arm Who wrestling, would win? that's the way we do it. Who would win in a cage fight? This is some kind of rural Portuguese music. This isn't fado or anything. It's yeah. some, some other thing entirely. Yeah, really beautiful. Dentro desse sala, ai, 
Ah, oh, so good. It's great, huh? That was like hypnotizing vocal, like Cleoma Falcon style. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That kind of Portuguese Cleoma Falcon. Yeah. Was that what that was really about? No. <laughs> I felt like it was about like she got a basket of bread and there was like no butter and she was upset and she wrote a song about it. It's called France Blues. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have butter on the bread here. Bear, bear, bear. How do you say butter here? I had to eat my bread without butter. I had to eat my bread without butter. I went everywhere. They had no butter. They had no ketchup for the frites, too. It's a good song. It's probably what you think about a future in music? Yeah. I hear a single. Yeah, I think I got what it takes. Okay. What's next? What's next? An accordion record. Woohoo! This is Jose Ferrero. And Jose Ferrero Jr. Okay. And they're playing something called a corridino, but it's, it's two accordions. Corridino must be their word for accordion, right? Probably, yeah. I think he, ma- he made his son play. You're going to be an accordiodino. Jose Ferrero and Jose Ferrero Jr. I think he Jr. took him out in the yard and beat him? Yeah, carry on the good. family name of Why do you always have to think negative? Why couldn't it be like it's a great... probably right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, sucker. Yeah, that was really beautiful. There's some people that just can't stand accordion music. Any yeah. accordion music. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. Some of it I really like. Well, we saw a couple of great uh, blind accordion players on the street oh, in yeah, Portugal. Oh, yeah, that sounded good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those guys sounded great. good. They were the real thing, those guys. Yeah, I mean, one guy was just doing instrumentals that were so beautiful, and the other guy had such an incredible voice, I thought. Oh, yeah. He was incredible, yeah. Yeah. No one was paying any attention. Just fucking tourists 
We're just paying no attention to that guy. Oh, I don't yeah. think they want to hear that. They want to hear like the guy plugged in playing like American. Like that's Steve true. They're, yeah, of course. they're blind to that. They're blinder well, I, I than the blind accordion player. I took guys, so I'll put them on the blog so people can hear them. They were really fantastic. Also, that string band that we heard, I'll put that on the on the, okay. on the blog, too. Did you take a video of the second blind accordion player, the one that was singing on the corner? Yeah, I took them both. You did? Yeah. Great, because yeah. that guy was really good also. Yeah. yeah, they were both top, and they were different. Yeah, they were different, yeah. yeah. Different style, different approach. They were real, though, you know? No, that was real, beautiful yeah. music, yeah. Most Street guys, corner blind musicians. Yeah. Yeah. That made you realize that these things are still kind of old time there in Portugal, you yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> th that place has not been ruined yet. It's coming. Right. You yeah, can feel yeah. it. It's coming. Yeah. But, yeah, but it hasn't been so ruined bad. yet. But it also made me think when we saw those guys, like, I, I was thinking in my head, like, so, you know, if you were walking, like, in Chicago, like, in like 1927, like, you might have seen, like, Blind Lemon Jefferson just sitting on the corner, like, playing. Can you imagine? Like, what that <laughs> like to hear that? Like, just walk down the street. And but did anyone care? Blind Lemon Jefferson playing? Could, I mean, could you imagine that? <laughs> With no I don't know what listening. I would do. I might lose my mind. I don't know if I could ever leave that street corner. Yeah, I don't know. In the 1920s, I mean, if you were like a, let's say, a middle class white person walking down the street in, I mean, where's Blind Lemon from? You're from some town in Texas. He's I from forget. Texas, yeah. And he played on the street mostly in this town in te Texas. I forget where it was. Right. What did I say? Chicago. I'm in Texas. So he probably played in Chicago too. I mean, he went up there to record. So he probably played on the street there too. Yeah. I mean, he's froze to death on the street, right? Did he? He found in 1929, frozen to death. I don't know. I think I, so. I didn't know that they knew how he died. Okay. That was the story I heard. That huh. He was found frozen to death in a doorway. Because Chicago, oh. you know, God. gets miserable fucking cold in the winter. So well, that guy was like that guy was in Chicago, somewhere. possibly recording or whatever, you know, or whatever, and you know, out on the street playing for money, didn't have anywhere to stay, and they just let him freeze. He was a death. drunk though. He probably did have. I mean, you know, he probably had a hotel. They put him up at a hotel. But he's probably you feel drunk. like you're not cold when you're drunk, and you go to sleep. That's and you right. Just don't wake it's up. deceptive. Anyway, yeah, moving right along. Let's hear another Fado, but this is an instrumental okay, by cool. Jay Cavallero. This Fado Robles. This is dedicated to my very dear friend Roger Robles, who's the guy that advised me about what kind of modern amplifier to buy. Okay, huh? sounds great. Thank you. 
As Jackie Star once said, that's the shit I want to jam. <laughs> that's sweet, huh? Yeah. My God, that's beautiful. Jay Cavallero. That's some beautiful music. You can't get that, man. You can't go down to Sam Goody in the Lady Gaga section and get something that beautiful. She does that, she does that song, actually. Hey, what about uh, Alexander Jaffrey's trio? You want to hit him with that? Who? Oh, is that that... That's an African thing? Yeah. It's called Jaffrey? Because I was going to ask you that. I couldn't remember the name of the artist. Yeah, I have a few by them. I think it's really? a- a- Alexander Jaffrey. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about you and me. Yeah. Let's talk about sex, baby. Yeah, now Let's talk about talking. all the good things and the bad things that can be. Let's talk about... It's a, I love everything you're talking about except that tune. <laughs> I don't know that song only from the movie Pitch Perfect, mm. which I do like. So shut the fuck up. Keep your judgment to yourself. What is this now? This is like uh, Portuguese music recorded in Africa. Mm. But it's Africans playing. It's black Africans playing it, I would assume. I don't know. Yeah. Let me it's see that. Portuguese Shangan. Shangan is some local tribal name. Or some dialect, right? Oh, yeah, language dialecting, yeah. You have this one, right? Yeah, I have that one, and I have uh, two, others. two others by them. This is Kuhambana, Alexander Jaffetti Trio. This is really nice, isn't it? It's on Galatone, and it's labeled Portuguese Shangan. It has some definitely similarities to what we're listening to, but, you know, in that African way, this is completely unique.
grasp exactly how much that has to do with Portuguese music, except they call it Portuguese. Shangan. Well, it sounds more Portuguese than most African records. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> Want to talk about your pendulum experiences while we're waiting? No. progressing? Because I posted it on Facebook and I was ridiculed and mocked and told that I was moving it. Yeah, welcome to my world. And then someone said, um, are you that bored that that's what you're doing? I got ridiculed and mocked when I came out in the open that I was doing it too. I didn't mention you except that it was your pendulum, but I just said... It's Crumb's pendulum. It's not your fault. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they said, can I... They said, I wanted... The one person that made fun of me said, well, I could like to try it. Can I borrow it? And I said, it's not mine. But, uh... Huh. I can go to the store and get one. I'm going to order one. I want to order, like, a real old one. An old one? It says, do not use evil spirits, pain of death. See, that is what you would do, so that's why so, it's not going to end well. So what do you got there? This is Maria Melia and Cordoso Pessoa. Hmm. It's not our, that's not our old Argentinian Pessoa, is it? No, it's not. It seems to me I saw that Pessoa name on some other label that we found. Huh. Anyway, this is a great one. about the crystal pendant that it's uh i forgot the words uh 
idio-something. Like you're, you know, subconsciously moving your hand. Like you can make it say, go in a circle, and it'll go in a circle, and you actually are doing it. And someone wrote something about it in like the mid-1850s about like how that works and those oh, things. Yeah? In the 1860s? Yeah, 1852, someone published this thing I read, and it was about um, that kind of stuff, and it's kind of interesting, but huh. still doesn't mean that that's right, you know. Well, what did they say? What did they say? How they thought it worked? Um, I have to look it up. I have to find the. You're article. saying that your subconscious mind is controlling it based on the answer you want it to give. Not even, but if you're saying move to swing to the left, which I've seen it do, and then you say swing to the right, and it swings to the right, and then you say yeah. go in a circle, it does. I've seen mm-hmm. you do that. Yeah, I ordered it to they, did some, it. Yeah, and then someone said like there is a, an explanation for this, and basically it's like you're doing it, like you're subconsciously moving your hand in a way. And but the uncanny thing is that with your subconscious mind, not with holding your hand perfectly as still as you possibly can, you know that... You're, not, You're not making that thing swing. You know, because if you try to make it swing, you can make it swing, yeah, but you have to that's actually what I wrote, exactly. do it. I said, there's, they said, You're making that move. And I said, If I was, believe me, you would see it. To make it go in a straight line on that no and across on that yes, you would see my hand moving. The uncanny thing is, whatever it is that if your mind is doing it, that means your mind is, is actually has some kind of magnetic force yeah, that can actually make this thing move. Yeah. That yeah. in itself is a, is yeah, yeah. strange and paranormal yeah. in some way. It's true. Sophie yeah. was defending like, me on the thread where people were really oh, yeah. telling me. Like you're like, oh, bending <laughs> spoons, you know? It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that guy had a trick. Oh, there's definitely something happening with that pendulum. Yeah. No matter what yeah. it is, it's very, but, very interesting. No matter what, what anyone is. wrote, I did it six, like, seven times, and I know I'm not moving it, my hand at all. No. It's stiff as a bone. And, and when I was doing it, like I... It, it wasn't always giving me the question, the answer that I wanted from oh, the mine question. Either. So, right there makes me suspicious to yeah. think that my mind's actually controlling the direction yeah. of it, unless subconsciously I don't know which way. You know, but I asked if we were surrounded by thing. spirits all the time that we can't see, and it was like went mental. It was like yes, 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 and I said, "Do we have anything to be fearful about them?" And it just started swinging. You know, yes, mo, maybe wide circle. I mean, if, if I was moving that, you would see my hand flipping around. Yeah, you know? same thing when I asked. It was going it, off the, the, the words, you know. When I asked it if we had anything to fear from these spirits, it went crazy in a circle like it was going like almost yeah. straight out. Like, yeah. And I could feel this like energy cool. pulling it. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And to me that just uncanny. said what I, what I already know, which is that well, I wrote, you don't know what you'd dealing with. That's right. No one one posted on that thread knows any more about it than I do. Of course. They're just writing what they feel comfortable with. But that's that's, and a few people are like, I see your hand moving. Whenever you talk about anything paranormal or you get a knee jerk reaction. Yeah, you get a knee jerk reaction from people who, you know, probably just went to church and prayed to Jesus Christ. So I'm not even gonna go into it. They believe in science. I tell you a story when I was doing the what fooling with the pendulum. But believing in science is really no different than believing in Jesus Christ. Well, it's a little different. It's mm-hmm. different. Because, you know, they think science is provable. It's all, like, empirical. It's ex- experimentation. It's proof. Science is things that are provable. Well, the thing but about let me science tell you is let someone's me tell you this story. science. What? This guy I know who's a big believer in science, and I demonstrated the pendulum for him, and, you know, he's ridiculing. He said, oh, you're making your hand move. And he's watching. I said, watch my hand very closely. And uh, the thing was going, was spinning around. He said, you... It's true. You're not making it yeah. move. It's and yeah. and in the ten minutes, the guy was completely broke down and believed in everything paranormal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It took him like this one so, demonstration that there's actually there's things we don't science. understand and that are that that and he just they said he was ready to believe everything. Yeah. UFOs, ESP, and all of it. They had scoffed at too. before. Well, I mean, I believe in science in the sense that like I'd love to have all this stuff be proven and things that have been proved by science. I'm thrilled by the problem with science is it's co-opted by money Absolutely. like there's always somebody behind the science who's funding it just like everything else in this country some some, right somebody wing. who wants they already know what the answer they want is most of the time and that's why they're funding who, the science to yeah, prove you're it. absolutely right who bought you know, national so that's a problem. geographic plus why is science region? always changing why why is it always like oh we just discovered that we were wrong about it but right. they never say we were wrong about it we just uh, there's a new discovery that's another way of saying we just uh. proved that the old one was wrong so 
you know, science, I mean, you know, I, I mean, yeah, I'll take science over religion any day of the week as like a basic fundamental guide for like things that no, may be true. No, I don't think so. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take science over religion, but I would, there's some other path. There's yeah, some yeah. other path. Well, you would be put to Either death if you said something people didn't agree with back, that we weren't the center of the universe that, at Earth. That's true. Earth. You would have been. Death. Now they in just death. ostracize you if you say something like as a popularly held scientific belief. If you say you don't believe in that it's actually some other thing is true, they you just ostracized. Yeah. And you're piled upon on Twitter and Facebook and made a and, fool of you know, People have lost careers over stuff like that. You know, scientists have been like uh, banished from from the world of science for saying things that were went against the popularly held or the commonly held beliefs in science. Happens all the time. Get get like ridiculed out of the, you know, the academy, and people won't talk to you anymore. Laughing stock, or worse, you know. Oh yeah, like people that believe they don't want anything to do with you because it's a threat to their careers if they're seen associating with someone with such crazy ideas. You'll see when the mothership lands and the aliens come out. I'm going to say, did that crystal move? See. And they'll be like, you didn't move it. Yeah, like, yes, stupid. Then I'll take a selfie with the spaceship. And See, you fools. Now I just prove science is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, play a couple more records. Okay. This is... Uh, what happened to the beautiful podcast? Instrumental by Salvador Frere and Giorgino de Souza. Okay. I don't know if Frere means brothers or what. How many uh, did we find by her? Just one? Yeah, but this was <coughs> we left other copies of that record there, which was stupid. So you already had a record by her, and you left other copies of it there? Well, this, no, and and you're my you advice got, guy? The one that you got. Yeah, I heard you. other copies of that when I should have well, taken That was my question to you, being is that you're my advice guy. 
I brought you in for advice, and that's the advice you gave me. Leave, <laughs> leave the good stuff behind that we know is good. You got to take my advice from now on. Okay. Let's announce this one. Oh, sorry, yeah. This is Maria Alice. By, uh, with, accompanied by uh, two guys named C. Maya and A. Negrau. Okay. Negrau. This is beauty. Is this the last one or are we doing one more after this? One more after this. Okay. Olhas com certa aspereza Sempre que passas por mim Olhas com certa aspereza Sempre que passas por mim És olhar e dar-me tristeza Nunca me fites assim Esse olhar dá-me tristeza Nunca me fites assim Pela tua sorte juraste que eras meu até à morte Pela tua sorte juraste Que eras meu até à morte Desde que há jura faltaste Nunca mais tiveste sorte Desde que há jura faltaste Nunca mais tiveste sorte minha alma triste, serena Nem só por mim chora já Minha alma triste, serena Nem só por mim chora já Também chora por ter pena De quem só penas lhe dá Também chora por ter pena de quem só apenas lhe dá Dizer adeus, um adeus É triste, mas sabe bem Dizer adeus, um adeus É triste, mas sabe bem Só eu não posso, meu Deus Dizer adeus a ninguém só eu não posso, meu Deus, dizer adeus a ninguém. Beautiful. Yeah, she's Not only great accompaniment, but wow, what a singer, right? Yeah, she's a great singer. Yeah. Yeah, that was nice. Maria Alice. Alright, so we're gonna do do one more of these. Yeah. And that'll be the end of another great show. Was it great? Was it great? I don't know, you tell me, was it great? I had a great time. Did you have a great time? I had a pretty good time. So this is a pretty good time for you. This is not a great time for you. So everyone <laughs> keeping score at home. I had a great time. Eden had a pretty good time. Crumb, what kind of time did you have? I had a blast. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like well, the biggest fucking lie anyone's ever told on this show. No, come on, I did. I love listening to this music. All right. And chatting with you guys. Yeah, you sound so... You know, it's know, you're a hard guy, you're a hard guy to read. I mean, let's face it. <laughs> Why do you keep your yeah. heads twitching to the door for us to get? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is this one of your recent recent acquisitions yeah, from our recent, trip? Recent acquisition. Yeah. Is this like the highlight of, of your share? Well, it's just one Pretty of the cleaner good. ones that because I, I haven't had a chance to wash any of these yet. They are, well, a lot of them were very dirty and dusty. Okay. So how much records? Maybe we should mention that, like, uh, to the other collectors out there that might be listening, that, you know, we scored these records, we split them up uh, 
you know, divided them up, and yeah. it was very peaceful, yeah, I like thought. Yeah, yeah. It was too yeah. peaceful. So to all you dirty, <laughs> rotten scoundrels out there, like, learn, learn, to, learn to live with one another, you know? I didn't see, there was no dirty looks behind someone's back, there was no cage fighting, there was no blood. Well, Robert pretended to smash John's head open with a chair, but that was just a joke. That, that did scare me for That was a funny, though. That was pretty good. And he screamed, this is bullshit, and came at me with a chair. And Robert did break a couple of shitty records, but that was for fun, too. So. Right. But uh, no, I thought you know I I thought it was a great example of two collectors ridiculous. who can share and get along, right. and if only the world could follow our example. Seriously, yeah. Donald also, Trump should be listening to this podcast. Hey. It's not that easy to find old records in places like Porto if you don't know anybody, you don't have any connections there. No, it wasn't luck. easy. Has luck. No, we spent a lot of time going down wild goose chases. And hey, we worked. We did. Yeah. We, we did a lot of walking. Yeah. Actually, uh, I, I realized that we walked, at least I, my my iPhone told me I walked on an average of 10 to 15 miles a day. Yeah. You believe that? But half of those were looking for that Jewish synagogue that was closed. Well, <laughs> on, on the day we Eileen took us out there, that was the, the record. Was I think that was like walk. 16 miles. But that was interesting. Searching for the Portuguese blues. Yeah. yeah. This is the Portuguese blues. This is, is like the... Yeah. Okay, the last record is one of the ones we found there. It's a du- duet, a guy named Manuel R. Pereira, Leite, Leite, I don't know, and Alves Rente. All right, thanks for doing it. Over Not and later. out. Merci à vous. Obrigado.